Hey, welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready? Let's jump in. In this episode, we'll talk about healthy ways we can unwind and have fun, and why you should consider picking up an old hobby again. This is episode 11. Here we go. Well, I'm so happy you joined me. Today, we have my friend Christina with us. Hey, everyone. I know it's a little late, uh, but I kind of forgot to say it last week. So, Happy New Year to all of our listeners. (laughs) Yeah. How was your New Year's? It was good. Uh, We headed down to visit my husband's family after Christmas. They live on a cattle ranch just over the mountains from us. They're 25 miles from the closest power, so they use a generator and solar, and they're 60 miles from the closest grocery store. You know, people say our town is tiny, but... <laughs> That's not even in the ballpark yeah, of how it, tiny it, this it one kind is. of yeah. makes me laugh. <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of a metropolis compared to the ranch. Yes. Um, every year, they host an Eve of Eve party on December 30th, the Eve of New Year's Eve. Oh, fun. <laughs> and they'll get between 30 and 50 people who come up every year. And I'm always amazed at how many people just drop in for a visit, even though they live so far from town. They have more visitors than we have. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all that to say, we had a good visit. Um, We got a chance to change up our routine a little bit, um, enjoy the rhythm of the ranch. They're always working hard. Uh, Feed the cows, play in the snow, and um, it's nice to just have that difference or that change. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Really fun. I am kind of cracking up about the grocery store, though. (laughs) It's like, I don't know if I could handle that. That would be a lot of driving to get your groceries. A town trip is an all-day event. Yeah. Um, so, I guess that could, yeah, if just, you plan it, it right. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. Um, it'd be hard to do with little kids. But yeah. I, anyways, it's, it's just different. <laughs> yes. Really. That's cool, though. That's cool. Okay. Today, we are continuing the discussion on self-care. We are going to talk about the difference between thriving in life and surviving and how you can use your hobbies to help you make that switch. So I've kind of waffled between thriving and surviving these past six years. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that I did before kids also, but the attitude difference was not so pronounced, I don't think. Um, so newborn baby, especially that first one, every parent goes into survival mode. Yeah. Whiny toddler, teething. I've got a three-nager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not sleeping at night, if you've got crazy extracurricular schedules, um, if you have a difficult work-life balance... Um, you know, I don't have an actual teenager, but I'm sure that the parenting struggle is might be less physical, but it's way more mental mm-hmm. and it's just as difficult. Um, and all these things can throw you into survival mode. They're hard. You're more vulnerable because you're tired and working so hard to take care of these little people that you love so much. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to stay there. Survival is not where any parent wants to live their life. It's not where I want to live my life. I know that for sure. You end up missing the memories if you are mentally fighting to survive. So one strategy to help you make that shift is to consider your attitude. And whenever we talk about things like this, it's so good because... For Christine and I, I know this is true. It's like we talk about this because we are working through because these things ourselves. With this. <laughs> yes, it's not like we've arrived and we're like have these perfect yes. attitudes all the time. This is so we're good. speaking from the trenches, not yes. from on. <laughs> exactly. So the best way to start an attitude change is by controlling your tongue. Speak positively. I think it's important to speak positively about motherhood to ourselves and to others, even when it does get challenging. Focusing on the negative aspects will only bring us down and give us that I'm barely surviving feeling. Wouldn't it be amazing? And 
somewhat revolutionary if we all began speaking with more hope and joy. How we could better encourage and lift each other up through every season, every high, every low. The power of our words and attitude is so very great. Mm-hmm. As a side note, I think this is helpful in marriage too, mm-hmm. um, or your entire life. Yeah. But choosing to be uplifting with your words, uplifting of your children, of motherhood, of your spouse, these things will change your attitude. Uh, when I get in a grouchy funk, I muddle around, getting more and more <laughs> frustrated about everything, mm-hmm. and it just spirals. And when I get when I actually speak these words out loud, it almost reinforces and justifies that attitude. And I'm really going nowhere but down. And, the, <laughs> and then the farther the farther I dig, the more and more things get drawn into that destructive tornado until I'm just a beast to be around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Me too. I know. It's so true. The reverse is also true. If you can change that downward spiral with your words, you can switch to an upward trend. Even just a subtle shift has a big impact. Here's an example. How are you today? Let's say someone asks you and you could say, I'm good, a little tired from a long night with a sick little one, but I'm just grateful we can rest and hang out in our jammies today. So, you know, that kind of positive tone and do you kind of hear that pers- like hope and feel that perseverance instead of kind of the, the you could have, it complaining. Could have just been a whine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like that kind of lets the love for our children shine through too, instead of that frustration and hopelessness. This can lead to a positive conversation about rest and snuggles rather than a negative conversation about (laughs) talking about how awful it is not to be able to sleep. (laughs) Yes, the power of our words and attitude is so very great. I'll say it again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to say you have to pretend that life isn't difficult because it is and you don't have to lie. There's power in commiseration with others. And I think it's encouraging to know that you're not alone, but we don't have to literally co-miserate. Yes. Misery, get it? Yes, (laughs) that's good. Yes, it's good. It's true. Pull humor into things. That wasn't a very good example. But (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing like a little gallows humor about parenting to lighten your mental load. And when you do that, you're laughing about situations rather than complaining about your children. Mm Mm-hmm. So in addition to positive words and looking for humor, you can also use leisure activities to help you switch from surviving to thriving. Here's what I have really struggled to identify lately. How do I do this? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the question. How do you fit leisure activities into a busy life? I mean, seriously, in this season of motherhood, what are some healthy ways I can unwind and have fun without A, spending a ton of money or B, neglecting my family? And what activities are even possible with kids? (laughs) Yes, I know. I tend to have lofty goals when it comes to how many books I should be able to read right now or whatever. But when it comes right down to it, I'm too tired at night to dive into a good book sometimes. You know, I want to, but I end up just wanting to relax and not use my brain much. (laughs) You know, anybody else feel that way? (laughs) I I don't know. I think that's why Netflix does so well. Yes. (laughs) It's like completely supported by moms. Yes. With young children. Also, I have too many conflicting goals all at once, like play the piano more, sing more, learn a new language, read X amount of books for pleasure, learn new techniques, refine my knowledge of French cooking, you know, like coffee with a friend, date nights. But honestly, it is impossible to do it all. I'm just trying to put food on the table yes. when you're doing French cooking. So <laughs> no, I'm not doing it successfully yet. Don't worry. I'm just here and there experimenting. Okay, okay. Yeah. that makes me feel better. No. One trick that has helped me when I'm trying to find a leisure activity is to involve the kids. If I have to get away from them to relax, it's never going to happen. 
we don't have family in the area and babysitters are kind of hit or miss. So choosing activities that we can all do together helps to refresh us all. Yes, we all have hobbies and interests, even if it is hard to remember that pre-kid self, you know, (laughs) and we should try to integrate them into our lives so that we have a healthy outlet, a way to unwind from the stress of the day. So let's explore a few leisure activities that are going to truly help us calm down, smile, (laughs) breathe more easily, and come back to whatever it is we need to do next with more joy and renewed energy and passion for life. So recently on one of my favorite podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, they discussed the question, what did you like to do for fun when you were about 10 years old? She also discusses this in her book, The Happiness Project, which I would highly recommend. Oddly enough, they find that people typically don't change their answers as much as they age. Something you found fun and interesting at age 10 is most likely something you'd enjoy now. Like, granted, we all grow up and mature, but in general, this is what they found. For me, this is totally true. So I have been into murder mysteries since the days of Nancy Drew. In fact, fun side note, in case you're interested, maybe you're not, but (laughs) I'll share it anyways. (laughs) When I was like 10 years old, I would read all these Nancy Drews and I would be like, one, one time our neighbor went away on a little vacation and I saw this car pull into that neighbor neighbor's driveway. And so I was like, I got a pen and paper and I was like stealthily peeking through the blinds from my bedroom window and writing down their license oh my plate. Goodness, my sister and I did the same thing. We would we we would play spy. <laughs> And yes. we would count the cars and write down the colors yes. and the license plate and the times. Yeah. Okay, this is a real thing. I was not the only one. No. Okay. Maybe we were both weird together. <laughs> yeah, maybe we were. So I have been into these kind of murder mysteries and different things my whole life, right? I love a good mystery still, even now. Now, obviously, I'm not going to bust out an actual Nancy Drew book <laughs> right now. It's okay if you do, though. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that. (laughs) Yeah, but I will excitedly open one by Agatha Christie. So good. So good. Now, side note, a lot of side notes today. I was beyond thrilled that they made Murder on the Orient Express into a movie this year. They kind of redid it. I went to see it in the theater, and that doesn't always happen these days. So that was a really fun date night, and we just really enjoyed it. It was so good. So libraries and books have always brought me great joy and helped me relax and unwind. That's my first one. Yeah. With a a little side note into spying on people. Yes. (laughs) Yep. I'm with you there. I've always loved to read. One thing that we did when I was a child and I've continued to enjoy with my kids is reading aloud. I mean, I love to read by myself, but it doesn't always happen for the reasons that we mentioned earlier. However, reading aloud has been a great family activity. We've enjoyed um, books like Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim, the Little House books, and Narnia, among others. And it's kind of hard to restrain myself because I could give you a very long list of books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear you. Libraries are a kind of happy place for me, much like the drugstore. Drugstore? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like there's a story there. Yeah, it's funny. I don't even know. I couldn't fully explain to you why, but rows of neatly stacked products like nail polish, lipsticks, and face lotion literally thrill me. <laughs> I don't even know. I can understand that. It's just so organized. It feels to this. You can just kind of take your time and look through things. Okay, but back to libraries. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the challenge is to still get into great books, but set more realistic goals. I don't have hours and hours of free time to just read, right? I mean, none of us do. I find that it helps to schedule that library time, and I have to I have to write it down, go to the library in my weekly plan, or it probably won't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about white space on the calendar in previous episodes, and sometimes I think you actually have to schedule your white space just to make sure that it actually happens. 
So moving on with hobbies. When I was a kid, I enjoyed sewing. My sister and I would spend hours each summer making clothes and accessories for our animals. That's remained one of my interests to this day. I kind of sew by the seat of my pants, so don't <laughs> get any ideas that I'm making elaborate dresses or massive quilts. But I can throw down with a baby quilt or a pillow cover. That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Now that the kids are past the explore the world by mouth stage, I've been able to get the sewing machine out more with them. And they enjoy helping me cut out projects. And sometimes we find this golden moment where all, we're all kind of working together. We're listening to a book on tape. They're playing independently in the same room, checking in on progress. I'm sewing my, and my heart just like wants to burst in these moments. That's awesome. I mean, of course, there's still sewing days when I'm up every three minutes to yes. help with something and all of our attitudes start to waver. But, you know, it wouldn't be life if it was perfect every time. And I don't think I'd be as grateful for those golden moments if they were all golden. So I guess yeah, it's okay. Enjoy them when they happen. <laughs> That's good. Another hobby or interest and passion of mine has always been music. So I love to sing, play the piano, and I have studied and taught and performed just kind of music my whole life. And I started piano lessons when I was in grade school, began singing even younger than that. There's an awesome photo from the 80s of me and my bowl cut. Literally looks like a bowl on your head, right? The haircut. (laughs) It's this hideous style. Um, When I was really young and I'm singing loudly into a fake little toy microphone slash cassette tape player thing you know it's priceless my kids probably don't even know what a tape player is but we had those we all remember this right (laughs) you don't (laughs) unless you're younger and then that's really awesome and i feel old but that's cool it's priceless music is something that in this current season with our little boy being 18 months old i just haven't gotten into as much of you know the habit of doing that at home but i want to start again and i need to just build it into a daily rhythm or weekly rhythm where I can just relax for a few moments and feed my soul by singing and playing. We do a good job playing music all throughout the day, like even in the car and at home and all of that. But I need to get back to personally just sitting down at the piano and singing and playing Mm -hmm. myself and, and making that music. And oh, it's so good. So good. So what's another one for you? I've always considered my sister to be the artist of the family and she's truly amazing. And if you want, you should check her out on Instagram at A-M-B-A-X-A-R-T. But I re- I also really enjoy creating things, um, drawing, painting, whatever it is, really. I enjoy the process of having an idea and then making it a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently got a set of nice colored pencils and markers for the kids, and they don't they don't play with those all the time, so it makes them special. Mm-hmm. And so we'll pull those down, and then we'll all draw together, or we'll get out paint. And I get to chase my ideas, and they kind of run with theirs. And, um, you know, I've always felt kind of stingy about funny things, like, tape, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it's not to be wasted. Right. <laughs> you just use what you need and yes. no more. <laughs> I kind of like that too. And like stickers. I still have a bunch of stickers from my childhood that were too good to use on something. They were yes. only for special things, so I never used them. Anyways, it's silly. I know um, they're inexpensive, but it's fun to let them cut and tape and color and sticker without all those extra rules. We all get to run with our imaginations and we might go through paper faster, but the memories of creating together is definitely worth the mess. Yeah, I agree. Without going into too much detail, I would add, just looking across the span of my whole life, especially from the time I was young, some things I also enjoyed were swimming and hiking, walking in the fresh air, and playing outside. Those things have just always brought me great joy. I can remember playing with my cousins on summer vacations in the mountains of British Columbia, which is a stunning area, by the way. If you've never been to Canada, you must go. I would highly (laughs) encourage you to go. It's my homeland. (laughs) We would explore the forest, being careful not to run into any bears, because there really are quite a few bears (laughs) swim in the freezing cold lake 
I mean, glacier water. Mm -hmm. It's freezing, you know, and create tons of fun on the shore with just sticks and rocks and logs. We would pretend the logs were boats and just be like sailing away. It's just so much fun. All right. So these are the types of leisure activities and hobbies that we are talking about. I'm not talking about lounging around and binging on Netflix, although sometimes we really want to and have done that, right? I mean, I have. I know that. (laughs) Sometimes we do want to escape the world's problems and stresses for a little bit. And I'm also not talking about doing something that's ultimately unhealthy for your body, like maybe overdoing it on a substance or a toxic relationship that's harmful to you. Mm -hmm. So that just to clarify, this is what we're, we're talking about. Now that we've given you some ideas of how to fit leisure and hobbies into your life, let's move forward to some tips and a takeaway. So we shouldn't settle for surviving parenthood. I I truly believe that. I want to thrive. You know, I don't want to look back and think, wow, I barely made it. I didn't, I don't know, you know? Well, sometimes you you have moments where you look back and remember, oh, that was really fun, but it wasn't actually fun in the moment. But being able to be in that moment and enjoy that. I mean, I want that for Mm -hmm. for myself and for my kids. Me too. So here is the first tip we have for you. Switch out of survival mode by speaking positively and looking for humor. This is just so helpful. <laughs> it's really helpful. I I know that those moments when I can think before I speak mm-hmm. and really think about the attitude that's coming out in my words, it's so much better than when I just let it come out without mm-hmm. any thought or care, you know? Yeah. So here's the second one. Bring back a hobby from when you were young. So think to yourself, you know, whatever that was, or maybe a couple of things, can you reinvent it? You know, because obviously you would do the grown-up version now. Um, For me, it was Agatha Christie versus Nancy Drew. So pencil it in, put a note in your phone, whatever you need to do to make sure it'll actually happen. The third tip is don't settle for escaping. Remember that distinction we made between relaxing versus escaping in episode 10? Choose to relax in a healthy way. So those are our three tips. And then also we have a challenge for you this week. Okay, are you ready? Here's the challenge. Try something new. And what we mean by that is explore a new activity either by yourself or with the kids. Choose to create or play. Make a mess, laugh, and just revel in the moment. I used to know how to crochet. Literally in eighth grade, a sweet older lady from my church taught me and I made a million things. Like I just kept coming home with more. I think I mainly made like dish rags and like different things yeah. like that. But, you know, maybe it's just picking that up again or this time trying knitting, you know, or whatever it is just for you. Trying something new. Yeah, yeah, try something new. So Christine and I will do this with you. We will try something new and we will share our progress or our, you know, how it's going and if we succeed or fail because <laughs> you never know. But just share that with you on Instagram. So be watching. All right, moving on to the segment we call my favorite things. So I'll start and then I know Christina has some too. So my first one, and this is so, you know, a little bit cliche because it's the new year, but I really do love new planners. I mean, the new 2018 planner that I got, oh my goodness. I've said before that I used to be a teacher, so I do get super excited about new office supplies. (laughs) And I think if I remember correctly, you do too, right, Christina? (laughs) Yeah, I come by that genetically. I remember my grandpa having a whole closet of office supplies when I was growing up. He taught me to love a good pen that writes well. That's awesome. Yeah, I love my new planner so much. It's nothing fancy, just new and fresh and ready to be filled in and left open for wonderful things, possibilities and opportunities with friends and family. I'm planning on sketching out my days with intention and purpose, putting those proverbial big rocks in first and then just see what else unfolds. I'm also loving a snuggly pair of these slipper sock combination that were given to me as a gift. They're just so comfy and warm. I literally am always complaining of cold feet, but I forget or just 
flat out neglect to wear socks or slippers in the house, which is the obvious solution, I know. But <laughs> this new pair has inspired me to do it all the time. And shockingly, I mean, sarcastically here, shockingly, <laughs> it's making a huge difference in my happiness. I'm so happy. My feet are so warm. Maybe that's the key to inner happiness and peace is warm. It's warmth. <laughs> I know. In the winter especially, man. They are so cool. Anyways, lastly, I am loving our Bluetooth home phones. And what I mean by that, these things are so cool. So it's a Bluetooth handheld phone. When your cell phone rings, it'll ring to this phone. So Mm. the advantage is you can grab that phone. We have two of them. No, actually, we have three. One upstairs, one in our room, one in the kitchen. Mm. So whenever your cell phone rings, you know, you can pick up one of those phones, too, if you're not right near your cell phone. And the advantage to me is that it helps you not be so glued to your own cell phone. Like you don't have to respond so twitchingly, like to (laughs) to quickly to random social media stuff or a text. You can just kind of build in periods of time every day where you aren't tethered or dare I say glued, chained to your cell phone. You know, if there's an emergency and someone actually needs to call you, they'll call you. And guess what? You can answer on these magical Bluetooth phones, home phones. What's one of your favorite things? So my favorite thing kind of relates to the hobbies that we've been talking about this week. Um, Did you ever use one of those little knitting tools with four prongs on them as a kid? I did not. Okay. But go ahead and tell us about them. I'm making hand motions and it's not really helping Did you see it, everyone? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's called a spool knitting tool. Okay. Anyway, so you use that and some yarn and you end up making this like rope-like tube of yarn. Oh, cool. And if they're short, they kind of look like little slugs. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yes, I can picture that. I made a lot of yarn slugs as a child. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, I'm rather slow at knitting and crocheting, but I was playing with some yarn the other day and I found that you can use your fingers in the same way that you would use the spool. And I've officially graduated from making yarn slugs to rope-like garlands for the mantle. I need Ooh, a better name that's for that. fancy. Them. I like that. <laughs> rope-like garland. Yes. And I'll trademark that. <laughs> yes. Every time I see them hanging there, they make me happy because they're pretty, they were cheap, and I made it. And you yeah. know how so many of the things that we do get eaten or worn or messed up. So it's kind of nice to see some product that lasts. Yeah, that's so awesome. That's inspiring. Thank you. Okay, so we have a listener question this week. That's what we are moving on to next. And this week, someone asked us, what happens when your morning routine takes a nosedive, even though you have a careful plan? So basically, what they're saying is these moments in the morning that get off track, you know, what do you do? So, wow. That's a good question. It happens to all of us. Yeah. So, Christina, what do you think? You can start Um, and then I'll, you know, tag on whatever... I feel like this can happen to both kids and it can happen to us. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I'm the one that throws my morning off and sometimes the kids wake up in a funk. Yes. We're all human, I guess. Yeah. Um, And I think when my son in particular, he'll get into this mode where it's just like, and he just doesn't know how to pull himself out of this nosedive. Yes. And, and it's, it's helpful for for me. And sometimes, sometimes you can't recover, but, but on the days that we do recover, it's because I've stopped what I'm doing Mm. and I've got down on his level to talk to him. Um, sometimes when you're trying to get out the door fast enough, you're just rush, 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 or trying to get your coat, zip your coat, find your shoes. And, and if I can stop that rushing and stop worrying about the time, get on their level and talk with him to try to figure out what's going on. You know, I mean, unless you're catching an airplane, mm-hmm. most things, most of the time you can fudge the time a little yeah. bit. Um, and it's it's worth it to help them so you're not hitting out the door in tears together. Yeah, that's really good. Really good. So let's say it was the grown-up in the scenario. Like, it's you, right? You 
for mm-hmm. some reason, your morning just did not go as planned and you're struggling because that totally happens. Yeah, it's happened to me recently. Like, <laughs> when you've been through like seven different outfits and you yes. can't find something that you've in use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's just say that happens to you. Here's what I would encourage you to do. Again, totally based on my experiences and observations about what works and what doesn't work for me personally. So I'm just sharing from that place. I mean, what's helpful to me is to reach out to a friend or ask for help, even to someone you don't know in that moment, then breathe, you know, just be humble enough to receive that help because there's always times in life where we don't quite have it together and that's okay. You know, there's just, we're tired, let's say, or something happened or we're feeling sick or worn out or run down or discouraged. There's lots of reasons. Lots of reasons. I just (laughs) found myself easily saying those things because it just happens to all of us. So yeah, reaching out and not being embarrassed Mm -hmm. to receive that help. And I think on the flip side too is as a friend, if you look around and see see where people are in the day and if you notice, I mean, kind of open your eyes and try to get outside yourself and try to give somebody else a hand to encourage them when they're struggling. Yeah. Uh, That that helps too. It um, totally does. Try to be proactive in that way. Yeah. So we hope these answers were helpful to you. That is something we can all relate with. I'm sure everyone listening can relate with this question. So thank you for sharing that. So kind of moving on to our bumblebee moment. Um, We've been talking about resolutions and goals a lot at home and my kids tend to listen to things. And you know how I've been trying to not eat so much sugar. I feel like I keep Having that, that. Being my goal. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> other day I overheard my boy saying, in the new year, I will pledge my honor to make a revolution and not eat sweets. And <laughs> I picture that's like royal scenario with yes, like a, a sword in the air or a scepter. Yeah. <laughs> I think of the two things that the revolution is more likely to happen than him not eating sweets. So. That's amazing. Um, and my girls kind of jumped on the bandwagon too and told me that I want to be a fishing man and a hunting man and a pirate when I grow up and a queen. So yeah, there's that. Everybody's got to have goals. Hashtag goals. That's incredible. Okay. Oh my goodness. So we are drawing near the end of this episode. Thank you again for joining us and listening to all of our side notes because we had a few today. And I wanted to encourage you, do not forget that we are doing a challenge this week to try something new. And we are actually doing our first giveaway of 2018, which is super awesome. It's going to be that handmade yarn garland. It's not a slug, I promise. Yeah, (laughs) that Christina (laughs) makes. Um, So tell us what new activity you are going to try in a comment on Facebook or Instagram. Or you can email us, hannah at sundayafternoonmama.com. We will announce two winners on the episode airing January 30th. Okay, so this is so fun. So let's get out and try something new. Try something new. (laughs) Yes. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. I'd love to hear from you. Email me at hannah at sundayafternoonmama.com. Send a little Facebook message or leave a voicemail. Just call 1-401-371-MAMA. That's 1-401-371-6262. And as always, let's notice the funny moments with our kids this week. Use the hashtag BungleBeeMoment if you would like to show us on Instagram. 
Be sure to tune in next week and please tell a friend or family member if you like this podcast so they can check it out too. Good old fashioned word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the news. Also, if you love the show, click subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. Come visit my website, sundayafternoonmama.com and check out our Instagram account for this podcast. It's at sundayafternoonmama, all lowercase. And there'll be some fun Instagram stories for bonus content. I'll be back with you again next week. In the meantime, I am seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.